Hello, welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend to you, the listener, stuff and things that I think are worth your time in checking out. So before we get started, I want to let you guys know that Persuade You has a Facebook page and group. Oh, and also uh, created a subreddit for Persuade You as well. Uh, in these places, you can find me. I'll be posting new episodes uh, and keeping updated with everything that's going on. I'm going to try and get a backlog of the episodes up just in case you want to share those. But you guys can also feel free to send me recommendations for things that you'd like to see in future shows or things that you would like follow up on. And without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so before I uh, before we get started, I do want to let you guys know that it is storming outside right now. So if you hear rain in the background or you hear thunder, uh, just know that it's not an added effect that I put in here because I like a nice thriller. Uh, it's just because I needed to record <laughs> and uh, it seemed like a pretty calm, chill setting to get this out. So in the sake of being consistent with episodes and making sure that you guys have the content that you're looking for each and every Monday, I'm recording during a thunderstorm. Don't worry, everything's cool. It's not as severe. It's just uh, you'll hear it off in the distance if it pops up. Okay, so this week's episode, I initially started as a gardening episode. I wanted this to be how, how I got into gardening and then how I would convince you to get into gardening, you know. In the nature of the show, right? But I think as the more I started thinking about it, the more it became just get some plants, I think is probably what the title of this episode is going to be, honestly. So today, in fact, as I'm recording this, before it stormed, I had gone to uh, the local store and gotten some sunflower seeds because sunflowers are my favorite flower. And I wanted to get those planted as soon as possible. I also got salvia because it's an excellent plant when it comes to butterflies and bees, which is kind of how I frame what plants I get and what plants I really want to put time into. It's because as many of you, I'm sure know, uh, the climate being what it is with the change season to season and temperatures fluctuate. Uh, you have a decrease in the population of butterflies, specifically monarch butterflies, um, due to, you know, habitation loss and also us as people uh, kind of moving in and, you know, reproducing. There is fewer and fewer every year, but hope is not lost. Uh, the best thing that you can do, and which is why I really wanted to say just get some plants. You can plant them, you can keep them in a pot, we'll get into it. But you can get flowering plants that attract butterflies and bees and other native <laughs> and other native pollinators. And this really helps them out. So where can you get some of these? So the easiest answer for many people that live in America is Lowe's or Home Depot or Walmart, right? Uh, those are just about everywhere, and you can find flowers and seeds and pots and all the stuff that you need. The, the downside to that is, one, the plants aren't going to be in prime condition. Many of the garden employees aren't experts or uh, even like seasoned 
when it comes to how to take care of certain type of plants, how much sun they need. When you go there, all the plants are either in the sun or they're in the shade. There's no real change there. And then when it comes to watering, they usually just bring out a hose and then just spray it all down. Obviously, I don't really care. Um, you know, that might sound rude, but this is a job. It doesn't pay super well. It's just a job and it's efficient. Just spray them all down. You're done. You're good to go. Put them all in the sun, whatever. This is good because it's easy for not only the employees to get their job done, but it also allows easy access for the customers to get what they're there for. The downside and this is why I'm going to harp on this in this episode, I encourage you to look into what your native plants are, native wildflowers or plants that are like local, uh, that aren't like an invasive plant. Now, are sunflowers native? That I couldn't tell you. I keep mine in a pot and don't really plant them in the ground until they get to be huge and massive and they're annual seeds. So these will only live for a single season and then they will die. Uh, but I love them and they're beautiful and they're fun and bees and birds, they all love them. So it works. But the best place that I found is a website called the Xerxes Society. Again, links below. But what you can do is you can go to this website and it's it's actually an organization that focuses on wildlife conservation and encouraging people to get involved when it comes to their plants or pollinators or even, you know, donations. Now, that's not what this episode is going to be about. But so what you can do is you can go to this website and you can select where you live. And based on that information, they can recommend to you plants that will do well in that area. You can also look for specific plants. So say you think butterflies, right? The first one that comes to your head. And the best one that you can get for monarchs specifically is milkweed. But do you know how many variations of milkweed there are? There's so many. And I didn't know that when I first got into this. I was like, oh, milkweed. Yeah, yeah, it's... Pfft whatever. It's, it's just like the singular plant that butterflies like, no big deal. But no, there's a bunch of them. And so they can help you find these plants. But even more is they can find you local gardening centers that basically breed these plants and then they can mail you the seeds, which is the best part because then you're also supporting local business. Uh, I ordered from Plants for Pollinators, which is located in Nashville. And they did an excellent job, uh, not paid to say this, but uh, I got email. I was able to contact them when I, there was something happened in the shipping. And so they got back to me the same day and they were just like, Hey, look, um, what ended up happening is we ran out of seeds and we're going to get them to you as soon as we can. And that's basically what happened. So other than that website, what else can you do? Initially, a lot of people will get their seeds and they will find a pot and they will get whatever soil that is right there, and you just put the seeds in the pot, you're good to go. This does work. I'm, I'm not going to say it doesn't. I'm sure hundreds of thousands of people do it every, every year, every day, every season. However, if I may add a minor suggestion, uh, don't get plastic pots. So there's always pros and cons to everything, right? So the pro. Plastic is durable. It's easy to make. And there's going to be hundreds wherever you go. It doesn't matter. You're going to find plastic pots there and they're easily accessible and they come in tons of different colors. So you can mix and match as you will. The biggest downside to plastic pots is that they don't breathe. So what you want with your plant, no matter what it is, is you don't want it to retain moisture. You want to be able to put your pot in there with its soil, with whatever 
you know, stuff that you want in there to help it grow and get bigger and stronger. But you also want it to be able to get rid of the stuff it doesn't need, mainly water. In plastic, plastic doesn't breathe really well. So what can end up happening is you watering your plant and then you come back the next day and the top of the soil is super dry. You're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just water it again. And then you water it again. And then, you know, you see water coming out of the bottom. You're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. However, if you pull your plant out, you know, safely and carefully, what you'll find is that your roots are just drenched in water is because there is a small little, you know, opening at the bottom, but it's not letting all the moisture out because the water can't evaporate out of the plastic. It just cooks in there. And so you could eventually get something called root rot, which basically just means you've drowned your plant. You don't want that. And this also brings me to another point. A lot of people say that growing orchids is really hard. And I will not say that they are super easy, but I will do as I always do here is recommend something. So when you invest in an orchid, do not use the regular soil you will for all other plants because what will end up happening is what I just talked about, except with orchids. Orchids don't require tons of water. You put them in a pot, you can spray the roots, and you're good to go. You don't really have to do much. And because of this, you can get wood chips. So you can either just get like regular wood chips you can find in bulk that you would normally see like on a playground and those would be fine too. But what you can also get is you will find orchid mix and it's basically just big wood chunks that are for orchids there. It's like a small bag. Again, I'll have links below and you just put that in the pot, surround your orchid in it and you're good to go. That's it. Uh, a lot of people sometimes just don't even put orchids in a pot once they get to a certain size. They'll just leave them hanging in like a hanging container and then you just spray the roots every day or every other day, however you see fit. And again, you're good to go. Now, I do want to say that not everything that you plant has to be like some type of just flower, right? Um, you can also plant bushes like a butterfly bush, which are stunningly beautiful, but make sure that you can take care of them because they can get massive. So that's another excellent plant. Uh, you can also look into trees. So the Xerxes Society also gives you a personalized list of native plants you can plant. And then they also have a separate section for trees and shrubs. So you can go into there and also look into those because as it's spring up here in the Northern Hemisphere, we know all too well that when spring comes, you just know your car is just going to be covered in pollen and uh, you're going to have to either, you know, wipe it off or just get your car washed at least once a week. It's, it's crazy. So on top of that, you can also look into like vegetables and fruits. These are all flowering plants. So you can get something like a blackberry or blueberry bush, which are amazing, but also birds love them. So you could potentially get more and more. Now, the thing about blackberries is vines and they just grow ridiculously. And I actually learned this the other day that blackberry, we have one out front and what ends up happening is they send out these little tendrils and if they reach the ground, which they're trying to do, they will plant roots and then that tendril will become a new bush and then we'll send out more. It is really cool how that can happen, but I don't want to get into the, the science of everything, but like that is one example of how you can diversify your entire garden and 
plants and to make it something that not only that you are super excited for, but something that the wildlife will really thank you for. And I think sometimes maybe, you know, uh, when we're going over all this, it might be a little daunting and you might think, oh my God, I have to do so much or God, that sounds like a lot of work, but no, no, no. You just start with one, just start with whatever, whatever plant you think is beautiful or one that you know is native to your area and then just plant it take a little pot and just go oh speaking of and then recap on that so plastic right pots <laughs> so what i would recommend is a clay pot so you can make these yourselves as like a fun project uh, for you and your family or your kids I'm actually using my daughter's pot that she helped paint for sunflower seeds that I planted today. And of course, I will be transferring those into the ground once they're big enough. I don't want them to grow right now because we have a huge cold front coming in and it'll just wreck them. So I have them in the pot now so that they can grow and I can monitor them and I can bring them inside when it's, you know, not below freezing outside. And then I will take them out. But that's a really fun thing but also the best part about clay is it breathes really well so you can have your plants in there but take it one step further so again a lot of pots will have that little hole at the bottom right and that's for drainage but if you pack in a ton of soil what can end up happening is that drainage is clogged and so you won't have the you won't have the great flow of water that you're going to need when it comes to using a pot so what i have done and again, this comes from my dad, who's quite the green thumb. And uh, I'd like to say I inherited most, if not all of that, but I still go to him for advice. If you have old pots or you know somebody that does and like the pot is cracked or it's broken, what you can do is basically just shatter the rest of it. Take those curved pieces. And so if you pick up one of them, be careful, of course, don't want to cut yourself. What you can do is the curved pieces right? Pick one of those up and the concave part, right? The part that opens up. If you face that down and put that at the bottom of your plant, it will make like a little arch and you can use this and then put your soil on top of it. And it will create like a little air pocket for that to breathe. So you can plant all, you can put all your stuff on top of it and then water it down and it will breathe a lot better. And you're good to go. So you don't have to worry about that there as well. Uh, on top of this, um, there are some plants that I really love that I think are mega easy to take care of, ones that anyone can basically handle and we are like a really good introduction into just getting plants and having having some nice green around really uh, because I think the just having plants around just makes you feel better. You know, there's a lot of science to back this up. And if I can find the article that I read a while back about it, I'll make sure I link it below. But basically the gist was just having green live plants in an office environment improved everybody's mood by some huge percentage. But you can basically see that now just inside we're inside a lot these days right and a lot of people may live in cities where it's hard and i was in an apartment for quite a while and wasn't able to really plant stuff so i had a wooden box that my daughter picked out and we used that for planting i had some hanging ferns which is one of those plants that i want to recommend ferns are so easy to take care of what you can do and this is 
One, ferns are very sensitive to the cold. At least the one that I had is very sensitive. So if you live in a more chilly environment that you know is going to get cold, make sure you keep tabs on the weather and know when to bring your plants inside or not. So ferns are super easy because what you can do is they come in you can get these hanging baskets that they basically come in right uh and you can take those baskets and you can basically find a big bucket uh or a, a basin or what have you fill that up with water and then you just put your you just put your fern in and just let it soak for a few hours and then you can take it out and hang it up outside and it'll drain you can do the same thing in a sink basically what i had to do is i would just fill my sink up with water put my fern in and I would just let it soak overnight and then I would take it out and I would hang it back outside and it was good to go. So that is a very easy plant. A lot of people I hear recommend cacti, you know, cactuses, different, different varieties. Yeah, but I don't get the same free. I don't get the same like gratification out of, you know, having a cactus that I do as I, as I feel when I have my sunflower and I can watch it grow over time into this massive, beautiful flower. Cactuses are a little different. A lot of the ones that you'll find are very small and you know, they some do flower. They don't flower often, but they do. Those, those take a little more patience to get used to, especially since they don't really change day to day. Once they reach their full size, they're basically done. Um, so they do bud and you can get more, but again, these are very slow plants. You don't get that gratification that you do with some flat, <laughs> with some faster growing plants. I think that right now gardening or getting plants in general is such a huge boost to your mental well-being, let alone like emotional. It gives you something to do day to day, a type of schedule, which I think is hugely important these days. And having a plant and knowing each day you get to water it and you get to see it grow a little more or you get to see it sprout for the first time or you get your first bud and then it turns into a flower. It is, it's weird how much pride you take in that when it's something so small, but it's yours and you are taking care of this and you are growing this thing and nature thanks you for it. You basically put that outside and grow it out there, make sure you take care of it, cut away all the the dead you know parts of it, the dead branches or um, the flowers that are basically done, and you make sure you keep it nice and trimmed. And like nature basically thanks you by sending pollinators to help make more. And I think that's fantastic. It's a great, great thing to have right now when everything is so kind of kind of dark, a little bit chaotic, and schedules are really important. Waking up each day and know you get to take care of this thing, it just gives you something to do. I think that's going to do it for this week. I think this is one of the more easy recommendations, but also one of the kind of trickier because getting advice on how to take care of certain species of plant or which ones do well in your area or um, you know, when do I need to repot it and which pot should I get and what feed should I get? All of these things can really weigh in on, weigh down on somebody that's looking into getting into owning a plant or growing a plant for the first time. Um, do I need to get a heat lamp? All of these questions are important in their own right. And many of the employees working at these stores 
will be able to answer you or give you a roundabout idea. But if you go to a local gardening center or you call one or you go to the websites that I'm encouraging you to go to and check out some of these things along with a few of the subreddits I'll have linked below where you can find helpful answers. There's botany, there's gardening, um, I think there's house plants as well, there's watch plants grow. There are a lot of plant subreddits and I'm sure tons of Facebook groups you can also look into that will help you out with people that have already gone through everything that you're gonna go through. One of the things that I didn't know is I love Venus flytraps. I think they're super cool that there are carnivorous plants and I think it's awesome that there's a plant that can basically eat animals and turn that into fuel. I think that's fascinating. What I didn't know is that these plants are very particular when it comes to the water that you have to get them. They need distilled water. If you don't get distilled water, you basically will kill the plant because regular faucet water is full of chemicals that help keep us healthy. You know, lots of iodine and fluoride for your teeth and for your body so you don't get diseases. And it also keeps the water clean. However, comma, <laughs> the plant doesn't need that. <laughs> It just needs the water. And so I started feeding my Venus flytraps this. And a day later, I think it was a day, maybe two, uh, they all died. Every single one of them. I tried to save them and it was, it was over. Um, so again, these are the things that you'll want to look into. A lot of the native plants that you're looking into, you don't need to be concerned about that. Um, but be sure you check. Make sure you check the resources. Make sure whomever you're buying these from is a reputable source. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, there's a lot that I could talk about here, but I think the best thing for you to do is just to go out, find a plant that you really like, that you really think is pretty, and get it. Uh, I think it's just nice. I think everybody deserves flowers every once in a while. It's nice to wake up to. And I think that's going to do it. So just a quick reminder, again... All the links will be below in the show notes or to the side in the show notes, depending on where you're listening to this at. And reminder that you can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the subreddit should be more functional as the days goes on. I'm still getting a cover photo and making sure I get all the episodes listed. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can find me there or shoot me an email at persuade.you at Outlook. And that's going to do it. Okay, bye.